The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Friday episode of Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, uh, the only, Lightning Nipples, Laura. Say, Laura. Hi. <laughs> so this one here I thought was really interesting when I was talking to, uh, to my researcher about it, because to me it sounded like a modern-day fucking soap opera. And that's what we're going to start with. That's ought to be good. Yeah, this is the case of Mark Bellera, Belinda Van Crevel, and Keith Schreiber. An interwoven threesome weird thing. But uh, it's not like they're all fucking. It's because two of these are brothers and sisters, and they're oh, not okay. in Arkansas. All right. Or Florida. Yeah, or Florida. Fucking Florida. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> I love that state because whenever I feel depressed... I just read some Florida news, and I sit there and go, you know what? Life's it could be worse. It could be way worse. Yes. It could be living in Florida. <laughs> Shit. Florida, the sinkhole state. Yeah. So this is a real-life soap opera, like I said. A tale of three individuals inter- and their interwoven crimes. So let's keep it between friends and family. <laughs> That's my line. Yes. I'm kind of proud of myself like on that it. one there. <laughs> As I'm knocking over our desks because I'm a klutz. <laughs> it's the things we've discussed today and uh, things that I've seen. So, so I'm always on my mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with me? Me? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Lately? Maybe. God damn it. So, Mark Villarreal was actually born Mark Van Crevel on April 4th of 1979 to Jack and Elizabeth Carol Van Crevel. That's a, okay. That's one That's person. Name. Eli- Elizabeth, Elizabeth Carol. Carol. Wow. Who the fuck calls themselves? Okay, you know what? I'm not even going to judge. <laughs> At least you can read it. I can read it. I'm happy. I can understand it. Yeah. It's not in a foreign fucking language that I have no idea how to speak. And she never speaks any of the languages. I, I, she doesn't write anything from languages I can speak. You know what I mean? Like, I can't read and go, oh, no, fucking I can translate that. No. Yeah. It's going to be something I can't. So, a year later, because, you know, old Jack and Elizabeth Carroll were getting with the nasty right off the bat, Belinda was born. So, Mark and Belinda grew up in uh, Wollongong, <laughs> South, uh, New South Wales, Australia. So, back uh, to the more land Australians. Down. Yeah, more Australians, man. Elizabeth, I guess we're going to call her Elizabeth, walked out on the family when Jack was three and Belinda was only two. Aww. She put Jack, who the fuck is Jack? When J- when Jack was three, you mean fucking Mark? Mark. Jesus. When her Christ. husband was three, she left when her husband was three years old. <laughs> that makes it even worse than walking out on your children yes. when you walk out on your husband and he's a child. <laughs> Not just mentally. <laughs> so Mark and Belinda both say their father beat them daily. Oh. Yeah, it's fucked up. My dad used to do that. That is fucked up. Yeah, my dad was pretty fucked up too. So I can I feel him. I really do. Belinda describes their father as a sadist who enjoyed unleashing pain and suffering upon him. She says Mark's abuse was greater than her own. Belinda recalls how their father, quote, held a gun to Mark's head one day and said that he was going to blow his brains out and Mark peed his pants. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He would always say to Mark that he had a dark skin and that he wasn't his boy and... That he didn't want him. Aww. 
That's fucked up, Yeah, man. it is. And we know how the uh, white people in Australia treat anyone with dark skin. Right, the Aborigines yeah. and all that. Yeah. It's, it's jacked. So David O'Haran, a 59-year-old man who lived alone, was murdered in his... Albion? Albion? Is, is that Albion? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to mispronounce it because yes. I'm still stuck on the Russian shit. <laughs> yeah. That's I can it has, that can't be it, Scott. It's something in Russian. It's got to be something totally weird, yeah. Murdered in his Albion Park home on June 12th of 1998. They were almost partying like it's 1999. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yes. That close. <laughs> After David failed to open his corner store, a family went to uh, his house to check, to basically check on him. And that's when they discovered his body. Detective Inspector Peter Woods, <laughs> that's not lost on me either, describes, quote, it was a scene that, uh, it was a scene I'd never encountered in my life, in my years, uh, in police. There was a body of a male laying on his back. He had been decapitated with his hands sitting on a, on a lounge, and it appeared he was completely disemboweled with his intestines on a silver tray beside his body. Okay. Yeah, Jesus Christ, yeah. man. We've done some fucking killers before, but... <laughs> but damn. <laughs> this is like... We've done a lot of mutilation, too. You know, especially like... Uh, it seems like one of the running things has been like mutilation of genitalia. Mm-hmm. But that... Think about all the effort that it takes and all the work it takes to actually do something like that. That's, uh, did he bring the silver tray with him? <laughs> I was kind of curious about that myself, but she couldn't <laughs> tell me. But yeah, you're decapitating him, you're cutting off his hands, you're fucking disemboweling, disemboweling him and making sure it's for proper presentation. <laughs> so the body was so badly mangled that the cause of death couldn't be determined, but the skull fractures from a bloody uh, decanter is most likely the culprit. You got whacked over the head. And this is where those who <laughs> believe in pagan type of a things, but what is considered pagan, where we get fucked. Yeah. I'm sorry, not we. Hypothetically, the people. You know, fucking people. Anyway, a pentagram was par- carved into his lower chest. His pants pulled down and his penis was mutilated. Good God. I know. Now, <laughs> this is why I bitch about the pentagram thing. Because most people think that a pentagram represents Satanism. Always. That's what they always think. Yeah, and it's like, no. No. That's the complete opposite. Witchcraft and Satanism are polar opposites. Yeah. They're not even yeah, in the same arena. Yeah. Yeah, like it's like comparing apples to wafer cookies. Not even remotely close but every time he's wearing a pentagram necklace Mm -hmm. he must worship satan and he sacrifices virgins and children the only thing i sacrifice virgins to is my penis (laughs) and i knew i'd get a laugh out of that one (laughs) it's like a stabbing yeah stab in the dark there (laughs) that's right it was a lot of steak (laughs) that cat's gonna get stabbed The victim's head was found in a kitchen sink. His intestines were displayed, like I said, on a silver tray in the living room. His severed hand was used to draw on the living room wall. A pentagram with an inverted cross in the middle and wrote the words Satan 
above it. Uh, now, and you know the cops are going to be like, we're looking for fucking devil worshippers yep. instead of looking at the big picture going, this is, this is somebody uh, who's trying to throw us off. Uh, this has yeah. nothing to do with fucking exactly. devil worship or, or, or being a witch. Another inverted cross was drawn on a different wall. A bloody wine opener was found near the body. Because, hey, if you're going to go with wine, go with the blood, too. <laughs> the, victim, the victim had been struck more than 40 times. The mutilation occurred post-mortem. So that okay, part's good. He was he already was dead. Because, you know, you don't want to get disemboweled or have your pecker chopped off right, and mutilated while, while you're alive. alive. Please do it while I'm dead. Fuck's sake. Yeah. It took Mark 90 minutes after David died to set the scene. So Mark is one of the people that we're talking about. That's the Mark uh, Vellera, yeah. who's the brother of Belinda Van Crevel. Yes. 90 minutes to set the fucking scene after this dude's dead. It had to be just right. Yeah. And that I got a little admiration for that. I mean, what he did was horrible. Yes. Horrible, 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 and rotten, and I, I, I see no redeeming qualities. But the work it takes to mutilate a body that far... And then 90 minutes to set the to scene. To set the whole thing up, yeah. That is a career choice right there. That's what that <laughs> is. That's like going to work. So I'm putting in a full day. I'm going to give it my all today. That's right. So he was good at something, right? <laughs> With the nature of the, of the crimes and the drawings on the wall, police thought it could potentially be the work of a satanic cult. Of course. Of course. Because, you know, everybody who wears a fucking pentagram is a Satanist. Yeah. Yeah, we're not fearing the reaper, and I'm going to go <laughs> sacrifice babies. I, yeah. Investigation led to Keith Schreiber, a man with a satanic leanings, with satanic leanings. Police went to his home, only a few houses down the street from the crime, and spoke with his best friend and roommate, Mark Bellera. Oh. Said Mark had changed his last name out of the hatred he had for his father. So that's why he wasn't a Van Crevel. Exactly. Okay. He's like, fuck this guy. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that, 100%. Um, I can I can see where he's coming from from that, because I held a lot of that hatred for my own. Right. Um, In my heart for a lot of years. You know, and I never thought about changing my last name. And yeah. it's probably because I didn't want to have to remember, like, a different last <laughs> Something name. Something new. Yeah. Right. But then again, I had never heard of Monk Steppenwolf at the time. <laughs> So yes. it had it I could have been different, that, you yeah, know, could have been different. My, had I had heard about that, I may have made different choices. <laughs> so the plot thickens. <laughs> Keith, who's Mark's best friend, was also dating Mark's sister, Belinda. Mm. A number of satanic drawings were found in Keith's possession, which depicted scenes similar to the scene that the, at the crime scene. So I could definitely see why they would think it was him. Yeah, they're like, I'm walking like a duck, talking like a duck. I'm pretty sure that's going to be our duck. Yeah. (laughs) Two weeks after David O'Hearn's murder, on June 26th of 1998, former Wollongong mayor and previous member of New South Wales State Parliament, Frank Arkell, was murdered in his home. So, Mark had called him, claiming to be gay. Okay. And arranged a meeting. He's like, hi, how's it going? No, I'm very gay. Let's meet up. Yeah. And he's like, super duper pooper trooper. <laughs> Coming right down my mudslide highway. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, that's still on my fucking head. Yeah. And that's, it will be now forever. Just, it sticks around forever. <laughs> Fuck. 
the things that stick to the walls of my head. It's goddamn. Anyway. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And a mudslide. After entering the house, Mark picked up an ashtray and smashed it repeatedly into Frank's head. Then he picked up a bedside lamp and used the base of it to bash Frank's head again. Some more, yeah. Yeah. He had wrapped uh, the electrical cord of the lamp around his neck and uh, stuck pins into his eyes and his cheeks. Frank Arkel, Arkel, uh, had been embroiled in a child pornography and pedophilia oh. scandal over the previous few years, but had been acquitted of child sex charges six months before his murder. He was still under investigation with the intent of uh, further charges to be laid. That doesn't sound like he was a particularly good guy. I don't think he was. You know, I mean, they, they may have said, okay, we can't prove the, the this part, this part, but we're pretty sure that, you know, that you're into like kitty porn and like little, like little, little girls, like five kid. year old girls. Yeah. The crime scene provided few leads, though, but investigators quickly realized Keith could not have been the killer as he was out of town for work at the time. So they're like, okay, we know that mm-hmm. you're like a weird ass little freak, but but he wasn't, mate. He wasn't in. Well, he wasn't even in town at time, mate. <laughs> he was out of work, <laughs> way out there, probably in Sydney, mate. <laughs> I'm ruining our Australian market <laughs> as we speak. Yes. Sorry to my Australian friends. A woman called in a tip claiming they belonged to her ex-boyfriend. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the whole fucking line. That's why. What happened? Me, the fuck. In my head, it worked out. (laughs) A pair of blood-stained pants and work boots were found at the scene. A woman called in a tip claiming they belonged to her ex-boyfriend, dun dun dun, Mark Vellera. Mm -hmm. Investigators reviewed the notes from when they had interviewed him while investigating Keith. Mark's fingerprints matched those found in David's home. So you took 90 minutes to set up a scene somewhere else, but you never wore gloves? And didn't clean up after himself. Yeah. What a fucking... You know, I was so proud of him for a minute. Man, that's some hard-working stuff right there, but you didn't think about gloves or anything? You're a jackass. You fucked up. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty hardcore. So police prepared to arrest Mark, but before they could go... On, uh, this is on October 1st of 1998, guess who turned themselves in and confessed? That's right. Marky Mark in the Funky Bunch here. <laughs> well, just Mark by himself, actually. Just, just yeah. <laughs> Minus the Funky Bunch. Yeah, he didn't have his Funky Bunch with him. <laughs> he had probably a lot of Spunkin' Bunch and or spunkin' munch when he got to prison. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Mark told the officers killing David was a random act, that he didn't know if the man was a homosexual or not. Mark had also said he went there because, quote, I had in my mind I wanted to kill someone that day. He killed Frank because he was an alleged pedophile and very, very horrible man. That's a quote from him. Mark calmly described the murders and reenacted the crimes to detectives. Mark told them that he had washed off the, bl- the blood off of David's head in the kitchen sink because he had intended on keeping the skull as a trophy. But he got too, like, ingrained in the setup. Yeah. And forgot it. Yeah, we forget things behind all the time. Right? <laughs> yes, I do. That's... <laughs> I've, I've forgotten lighters, cigarettes, children, um... Four hookers. 
they weren't alive anymore. Um, any Houston, it's <laughs> terrible. Jesus Christ. No, I'm not. Hookers out there are people hookers. too, Scott. I know, and we like them. Well, I mean, not enough to hire them because I've surprisingly never had to pay for sex outside of being married. Because when you're married, you do pay for sex. <laughs> That's legal prostitution, right there. That's what that is. Yeah. So Mark pled not guilty to his murders, but uh, tried to plead guilty to manslaughter. Yeah, you just said how. You you just told them it was premeditated. Yeah, that's what her and I were discussing last night um, about the same case. His plea was rejected by the court, and the case uh, was sent to trial. The trial began in August of 2000, during which he attempted to run a homosexual advance, uh, advanced defense. Let me tell you what I... Okay, so her and I are talking about this, right? I swear to God, because my... For those of you, our listeners that don't know, I'm actually deaf. Um, I can't hear anything out of my right ear at all, and my left ear is pretty jacked up. It's surprising that I'm a musician, but <laughs> it's just, my brain developed different, built different. Um, this is what I heard her say, I swear, and I had to have her repeat it three times. Did you just say homosexual dance defense? <laughs> They're going to have a dance off. That's what I thought. I'm sitting there thinking, bitch, that's not the way you twerk. It's uh, uh, and it's shake, voguing. and shake. It's, it's the voguing. That's right. Nike's voguing and, you know, and doing all kinds of moves. That's what I thought. That stuck in my head. I would like to see that. I hope they uh, televise that trial. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a homosexual dance defense. That's what we're doing, bitches. He can't twerk like me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come on, Vogue. (laughs) So (laughs) she has her notes in here, aka gay panic defense. Uh huh. The homosexual advance defense cannot be found anywhere in legislation, by the way, but it's entrenched in case law. It's entrenchment in case law gives it the force of law. So it's it, it's not unprecedented. Right. It's been done before and successfully won. Um, New South Wales implemented charges, uh, changes to exclude all nonviolent advances from being a valid defense. Good. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Just because someone's gay doesn't, you know, even because like, like, don't flatter yourself. When I was living in Palm Springs. Um, my gay friends that live down there, I used to go gay bar hopping with them. Yeah. And as a straight guy in a gay bar, it kind of, it almost always goes down. I say almost, I have a story to back that one up. It goes down like this. Hey, how you doing? My name's Steven. Can I buy you a drink? Sure, Steve, but dude, I'm here with my friends and I'm straight. Okay, honey, no problem. And you get a little discussion out of it. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. And And they leave you alone. Only one time that didn't work. Got a story about my buddy Victor. Let me describe Victor. Vic looks like he just stepped out of a fucking penitentiary. Oh. He's like 6'3", 6'4", big Mexican guy. And he is a bodybuilder. And he looks like he will kill you Mm -hmm. because it's Tuesday. Doesn't need a reason. (laughs) And then you talk to Vic. And you hear, my name's Victor. I'm a seamstress. A really sweet guy. Yeah. So, this guy keeps hitting on me. And Vic comes over and goes, Scotty. Is everything okay? Said, Dude, this guy doesn't get it. I'm straight. He's not, not taking interested. a hint. He goes, you don't worry. I'm going to take care of this. I said, all right. This voice came out of Vic that I had never heard. <laughs> hey, that's my bitch and I'll kill you. I went, oh, fuck. Here oh, it goes. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big guy, but I'm pretty sure Vic can take me because he benches like right at, I don't know, like uh, he, this guy benches Cadillacs. God damn. No, he's like strong man. Yeah, he's fucking strong as fuck. 
So now I'm quiet. I'm just sipping on my beer. Scotty, what's wrong? Thick. I'm not really your bitch, am I? Because you're a big guy. <laughs> and I don't think I can fight you off. And he gets to laughing. Honey, I'm gay. You're straight. I want another gay guy. And plus, I'm a bottom, not a top. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank God. I've never been more terrified in my life. You just the, hadn't had enough to drink. That's the, horrible. It was I, just I sex I didn't know I, I wanted. That. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. Yeah. Get me drunk, trick me into it, and I'll like it, and I'll be good at it. <laughs> like, who knew? Woo! Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Mark told the court that his father had beaten and molested him as a child on a daily basis. Now, this was news to Belinda, but for her, everything clicked, and she was wholeheartedly believes him. Like, she totally believes what her brother is saying. Other family members, though, denied that it occurred. Well, were they there? And I don't think they were there. Yeah. We, even though we have bad people in our families, we still want to think that they have some dignity. Yeah. So it might be like, yeah, he probably beat the kids, but I don't think that he's like molesting him. And he, he might be. He might be slipping the dick to his son. Yeah. And that's just fucked up. When David and Frank sexually propositioned him, it caused flashbacks and consequently caused him to lose control. He, his so-called evidence he presented was uh, he was uh, propositioned by David immediately before his murder. Now, there's only his word the proposition occurred, and this is contrary to the confession he provided to the police when he turned himself in. David's family did confirm, though, that he was gay. Mm. Like, David was gay. Well, but, like, he called and asked... Frank, if he was gay, and he was like, you know what I mean, like, you, so you are, you're looking. Yeah, you're, you're, you're for looking. For, oh, totally. You're looking to be triggered. So Mark testified Frank had seduced him. They'd been having a sexual relationship for more than a year, but Frank wanted him to be the active partner for once. Uh, this freaked him out, so he killed him. Okay, all right then. This defense would be viable. If the murder had occurred immediately after uh, being coerced into sex, but not after a year-long no. relationship. And not with the level of brutality that he exhibited. Seriously. Oh, yeah. That's, that's fucked up right there. Yes, it is. <laughs> so pictures of the crime scenes were entered into evidence and orally described to the jury. Jack and Keith had built a strong friendship based on mut uh, mutual interest. I think interest. that's Mark. Jack is the dad's You're name. You're right. God damn it. She hasn't been feeling good and she oh, was tired no. yesterday. I, so. do, I do this in my own research. Oh, Gribben. So Mark and Keith had built a strong friendship based on mutual interest in the occult and an obsession with death and books on Satanism and murder. Which, hey, oh my God, Laura. <laughs> that kind of sounds like some people we know. <laughs> Like you and I. Uh, I'm going to start calling neighbors. I plead the fifth. <laughs> then I'll drink one. Yeah. <laughs> the two men spent many hours discussing the best methods utilized in the, you're going to love this, in the dissection of a body and how, and how to, how to, how to. There's only one how to. 
Sound like I sound like I had a stutter for a minute. How to how to? Yeah. <laughs> and how to keep people alive while torturing them. Oh. I can tell them that. Oh, no. So Mark penciled in a list of the top people who he would like to kill in his favorite book. You ready for this? Because you guys have it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look familiar? The A to Z Encyclopedia of Serial Killers. Yes. Uh, yes, I have held this book in my hands. <laughs> yeah, you guys have that at, at, uh, at, at your house. guys' place. Yeah. On the list were David O'Hearn, Frank Arkell, and his father, Jack Van Crevel. Um, interestingly, Belinda Van Kriep, is it Creevil or Creevil? I'm going to go with Creevil, uh, was also on his hit list, but she had no idea he wanted her dead. Why? Yeah. So let's hmm. talk about some convictions. Believe me, this is all going to come together, come together. Cause now you can be like, wait a minute. What the hell did his sister do wrong? Well, I'm going to Billy Mays you with that. Okay. Shortly. <laughs> uh, but wait, there's more. The jury rejected the homosexual dance defense. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Yes. <laughs> because he couldn't twerk. And voguing, not. It's not uh-huh. happening. He couldn't even Madonna it up at all. Even with Lame. The, even with the, uh, the, the, the cones for his boobies. <laughs> the jury rejected the homosexual advance defense and convicted Velera of two counts of murder. In December, Mark Vellera was sentenced to two consecutive life terms, imprisonment without the possibility of parole. Good. Then, just as Tim stuttered, uh, Dean Mark's father had, in fact, been violent towards him, but had not sexually abused him. How do you know that for sure, though? You really don't. I, you don't. They could have yeah. given him some kind of a psyche vow well, okay, and that's said, true. you know, yeah. hey, maybe. Yeah. Like, cause I, and I can see that, you know, where... He's trying to get a defense at why he why? was yeah, sexually totally. violent. Sorry, I got to sip on my coffee. Because my heart's not ready to explode yet. <laughs> Damn good coffee, though. Claim to be... Uh... He rejected Mark's claim that he had been propositioned by David or Frank. Consequently, rejecting the idea uh, said propositions... Had been prompted, uh, had then prompted a lack of self control and stating the quote, horrendous involvement in these two killings does not allow for the uh, imposition of anything less than imprisonment for life. I would agree with and that. And I do, 100%. I think Mark is full of shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, dude, you were gay. You liked to, you, you liked that's to dick, fine. And that's fine. But don't murder people, decapitate them, disembowel them just because you He tortured him. He kept reading a book about it, keeping people alive while you torture him, so I can only imagine... That's called marriage. (laughs) How well that went. (laughs) And it's totally called marriage. They all kept me alive for a long time while torturing (laughs) me. They didn't even have the book. (laughs) So... Mark did attempt to appeal his sentence, but the appeal was dismissed. Yeah, like, I don't doubt it. Yeah, like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're, you're appealing. Kiss my ass. So now we get on to a little bit of family issues. Less than two weeks after Mark was sentenced and became the third youngest person sentenced to life without parole in New South Wales, his father, Jack, was found murdered in his home. Oh. So Belinda asked Keith to murder her father. 
Now, remember, Keith is his best friend, Mark's best friend. But also her boyfriend. And her boyfriend. Yeah. She offered him 2000 bucks and her car because he was allegedly molesting her four-year-old daughter. So, Belinda's still pretty young at this point. I can tell you, man, as a teenager, she put out. Yeah, she did. Just saying, man. <laughs> yeah. Belinda and her daughter were living with Jack at the time. She also blamed her father for her brother's incarceration. Keith entered the house to a side window, which had been left open, and crept into Jack's room, all sneaky-like, like a cat, <laughs> all quiet and sneaky. Get this. He used a tomahawk oh, he had picked boy. up outside at a... Uh, picked up outside, uh, propped up against the garage, and attacked him. Not uh, he attacked Jack while he was sleeping. We're not talking a hatchet. A f- you fucking where the hack fu- the shit out of him with a tomahawk. Who the fuck leaves a tomahawk outside? Just outside. Like, no. Here's a tomahawk. I'm just gonna lean I against. I really the- think that you would take better care of your tomahawk. I would definitely take. It is, yeah. Yeah, I would take care of any tamahawk, man. Tamahawk, Uh, you know, it's a tamahawk. (laughs) 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 Jesus Christ! Uh, Jack, okay. Jack woke up and tried to defend himself, of course, because if somebody's hit me with a tomahawk, I'm gonna gonna wake up. So Keith Keith struck him with the tomahawk twenty five times. Turned on the light and went looking for another weapon because he's like, oh. "This one here is not working. Let's see what else we got." Right? Yeah. Well, he found a fire poker, then proceeded to stab him with it another sixteen times before carving up his body with a knife. Man, what you can get for two thousand bucks in a car? No shit. <laughs> I wonder if I can get him to come over here and do my gardening, mow my lawn, and my dishes. <laughs> Only if you want a pentagram in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with, with that. With an inverted cross on it. Not so good with that, but I'm yeah. good with the pentagram. Yeah, totally. The whole time this is occurring, though, Belinda was in the next room with her daughter listening to the sounds of her father pleading for his life. Then her daughter, get, get this, her daughter asked her, what's happening to Poppy? Oh, God. And Belinda covered her ears and waited. Well... Keith was arrested within 24 hours, and he convinced shortly uh, into the interview. Like, there, did you kill him? And he's like, yep, I killed yeah, the motherfucker. Yeah. It was me. Tomahawk, fireplace poker, bashed his head in. I did like, it. Wow. Yeah. He didn't even, like, get through the first two seconds. But, you know, kudos <laughs> to you, buddy. He was convicted and had, uh, he had, he was convinced that he had rid the world of a pedophile. Which, you know what? Honestly, if he's convinced of that, I would go with that. Right. Because a pedophile is a pedophile, and I don't see nothing wrong with killing him. I think that there should be an open season on him. Do society a favor. Yeah, we should be able to hunt him. I'm just saying. Actual pedophile. Like okay, and and I've said this before. Like if somebody's like, let's say, yeah, you know, I'm saying yeah, little kids, little kids, little kids. You know, I, I've I've kind of changed my views on. On how I think about this a little bit, only because kids are maturing a lot faster. Right. And there's some 15, 16 year old girls. And if you're dating somebody in their 20s. I don't believe. No, that's, that is not pedophilia. No. That's, at all. You're, it's, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. That's not. Yeah. That, well, because, that's like what I was talking about with the, with the Twilight Killers. Is you're, it's in stop acting like. We don't know what we want to do with our own bodies, even at 15. Right, exactly, you know. But it's not like I'm five and no. being taken advantage of. That's the difference. No, no. 
But with pigtails on, I can see that. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's terrible. So Keith was found guilty of Jack's murder and sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole in 12 years. Okay. Which, you know what, if he thinks, seriously, if he thinks he's killing a pedophile, I think that's fair enough. Right. <laughs> he became eligible for parole in 2012, which he was granted. Okay. However, he was sent back to prison that year for failure to comply with his probation officer. That's where you fucked up, dude. Yeah, I mean, you did everything right. You got out of fucking prison, and then you fuck it up. Yeah. Good going. Yeah. That's some fucking kudos to you there, Keithy. <laughs> so, Belinda initially played dumb when questioned by the police. Two months after the death of her father, Belinda met and started a brief relationship with a guy named Scott Alexander. <laughs> no, oh, it's, boy, it's Scott. Scott Sutherland. <laughs> but you know what? I attract those kind of weird-ass fucking bro, uh, just really fucked-up women. That's my milieu. <laughs> that actually explains a lot. Doesn't it? <laughs> like, a lot. Like, I don't think that you would actually physically stab me. No. Or anything like that. I like that. you. Yeah, because, you know, everything's cool, but that actually does explain a lot. It <laughs> like, does. Yes, it does. It, <laughs> I admit it. Now, now you got the, the psychologist in me going, it's everything that I seek to fill the void mm-hmm. with a safety factor that I'm not really going to get murdered. Right. Kind of digging that. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad I could provide that for you. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> rock on. That goes in the spank bank. He told the court Belinda had taken him to her mother's house, told him how her mother had taken uh, had talked with reporters and told them that uh, she had solicited the murder of her father. She asked him to kill her mother. Oh. Belinda allegedly said, quote, if I go down for this, it's going to be my mother who brings me down. Well, Scott agreed to the murder. Not this Scott. The Scott she's dating. <laughs> the other Scott. Yeah, his name is uh, Scott Sutherland. Anyway, but he wasn't serious. Like, he's like, no, I'll kill the bitch. But he's like, no, yeah, I'm not no, going to kill her. not really. That's no. not going to happen. When Belinda, when Belinda finally faced the court, she pled guilty and was sentenced to six years with the possibility of parole after three and a half years. So she wasn't even in there that long. No, yeah. no. That's just fucking no time at all. So she uh, she grinned broadly upon hearing her sentence. She's like, <laughs> yeah, no problem. I can do that. Yeah. So on June 1st of 2007, Belinda was released. She was given uh, the moniker Belinda Van Evil. Oh, I like it. I would keep that. I that's would too. That's an excellent villain name. That is. That's an excellent rock star woman name. Like yes. rock star singer name. Yes. That is fucking brilliant. Anyway, that was by the media. And uh, described as the most evil woman in Australia. I have to disagree. Yeah, me uh, too. Because Catherine Bernie was pretty fucked up. Yeah. No, I'm going to go with that one, too. I think Catherine Bernie's way more fucked up than Belinda wanting her parents killed. Yeah. So upon her release, she stated, quote, I just want to go on with my life. But wait, there's more. Oh, God. (laughs) Because not being the smartest person, we go on. Belinda was arrested again in August of 2010 and charged with assault and theft. Belinda and her boyfriend, Marshall Hunter Gould, assaulted shopkeeper uh, 
and bystanders, shopkeepers and bystanders. So it's plural on both. Yes. Uh, she was also, by the way, two and a half months pregnant when she appeared in court, uh, and they would have a little boy. Who I hope they took away. On July 5th of 2013, Marsha recalls how, while in, while high on prescription drugs and alcohol, Belinda's eyes just went black. She ran into the kitchen, grabbed the knife, and came out yelling, I'm going to fucking kill you, Jack. Jack being her dad. Yeah. We got it right this time. Yeah. Belinda stabbed Marshall six times in the neck, arm, and leg, almost that killing poor him. Guy. No kidding. Damn, Marshall. Marshall's father, Wayne Gould, rushed him to the hospital. I hope so. He didn't uh, just stand yeah. there and go, oh, you had that coming because I told you she was a crazy bitch. I told you she was crazy. Yeah. Belinda woke up the next morning with no memory of the attack and found blood everywhere. She called Wayne, asking him where Marshall was. And I'm thinking that's got to be his dad. Yeah. He responded, Marshall uh, was in the hospital. When asked why he, uh, why he was there, he responded, you tried to kill him last night, you dumb psycho. You don't remember that? Yeah. She was like, oh, no, I didn't. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> to which he said, you did, you stupid bitch. <laughs> and that's the quote, by the way. It's not just me saying that with my <laughs> fucked up mouth. Belinda served two years for Marshall's assault. Wow. In 2016, Belinda was in court once more. I'm not surprised. Yeah. In the least. The first time shocked me. The second time I went, saw that coming. Now I'm like, uh, no, this is her home away from home. This is a repeat offender. She needs to stay. Yeah. She's like, "Uh, this is my new home. (laughs) This time it was testifying against Glenn McEnany. McEnany. That an ex-boyfriend right. who had violated a restraining order she had gotten on him. He showed up on her, uh, to her place uh, to give her a letter. But then they got into an argument. Likely over the fact he wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, I can see that. He's like, you're not supposed to be here. Fuck you, bitch. Take this damn letter. Take this letter. Yeah. Oh, I'm blacking out. Hold on. <laughs> Your name's Jack. Die, Jack. <laughs> that's, that, that's what I see going on right there. She can just summon it at will, Mm -hmm. like her eyes roll back. (laughs) Out comes crazy. Oh, yes. And her name was Shannon. (laughs) That's one of my ex-girlfriends. That's the one that tried to stab me. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Over some stupid shit. Like something that was innocuous that wasn't even, I didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, because I do enough wrong shit to get stabbed. This was not a stabbable offense. It was not. So Glenn punched her in the head, and she collapsed on the ground in the fetal position, screaming, thinking the attack was going to continue. He took off laughing. He's like, ha, 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 I popped you in the head, bitch. I'm out of here. <laughs> and he was arrested the next day and charged with assault. They had dated for a total of, ready for this? You would think years, right? Right. Four fucking months. So in that time, you needed a protection order? So zero to four months. Yeah. We went from, we're happy, let's have sex, because you know I put out, to, I'm punching you in the head, bitch. Yeah. Die. Ha, 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 and running away. Makes sense to me. <coughs> in an interview in 2019, when asked if the brutality of her brother's crime scared her at all, Belinda states, no, not at all. Why would it scare me? Yeah, <laughs> you I, were I, on a list, you fucking dumbass. Well, she grew up in, that, in such an abusive 
environment. Maybe it was just normal. Like, that, that yeah. probably filled that little void. I know that it should, but it doesn't. It's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I need to find somebody that's just like a combination of my brother and dad. And my dad, yeah. She also insists her brother is a good person. <laughs> Underneath it all. <laughs> Beyond the killing and the disemboweling and the decapitation, and, and he's he's a good man. You should let him go. Yeah. I mean, hey, I bet you that he will believe in Jesus and go to church every day. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Their father was the father was a horrible man and was responsible for everything that happened. When he asked about the murder of her father, Belinda uh, insists she did not use her relationship to manipulate Keith into committing murder. Bullshit! Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, that had nothing to do with it. Not at all. Jesus Christ. And guys will do stupid shit for women that they love, especially when the sex is good. Yeah. I know. I've been there. I've done (laughs) dumb, dumb shit. Not because I was in love. No, because the sex was bomb. Yeah. That was the reason. Looking back, I was pretty stupid, too. I wasn't murdering anybody with a tomahawk or anything else, (laughs) but there you go. Yes, he did it because she asked, but no, he didn't do it uh, as a sign of his love for her. Okay, that kind of makes sense. When asked uh, if she feels bad for Keith, she said, quote, no, not at all. He didn't have to carry out my wishes. He chose to do that. That is true. It's true, but. But. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Granted, yes, technically he didn't have to uh, do as she asked, but this shows no remorse or culpability on her part. Right. Belinda lost her daughter and her freedom and believes, without a doubt, it was worth it. Okay. In June of 2020, Belinda was uh, in an altercation with a friend, Miss Stanley Smith. The woman, uh, the women were pulling each other's hair. In a typical bullshit girl fight. Oh, totally, man. That's one pulling of those things. Hair, that... Screaming at each other and, and scratching. It's like that, I, I hate that. I got a story shit. about two women fighting, and this is actually from my last ex-wife. She called me up. She saw, what the fuck is wrong with the neighborhood you live in? What, what are you talking about? I'm at Walmart right now. So the building that's right across from that Walmart right there, mm-hmm. I actually wanted to buy it. Um, oh, yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah, and then the, they fucking decided to make it into a day shelter for the homeless. And when it was open, um, my ex-wife witnessed two women fighting over a roasted chicken. <laughs> And fighting over it. And then one took it out of the fucking packaging and threw it at the other one. Oh, it's on now. Oh, yeah. It was, I fucking love the Walmart (laughs) stories because they're entertaining. Yes. Where was I? Belinda had her hands around uh, her throat choking her when a neighbor. Okay, finally, some real fighting. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So I'm going to choke you, bitch. When a neighbor heard the fight and intervened, like, get the hell off of her. Belinda. Turn the hose on him. <laughs> That's right. Stop. Much like, a, much like two cats. Yep. Hose them down. Yep. Belinda threw ceramic figurines and glass candle holders at her, hitting her in the face. Mm. Belinda was arrested and is facing two assault charges. 
She claimed to be the victim and was acting out of self-defense. The judge released her on bail in order to stay away from drugs and alcohol. Because that'll work. Don't oh, you totally. do that. Don't I know do that it. every time when I was using and drinking heavy that somebody said, stay away from drugs and alcohol. Yeah, I'll do that. And it worked every time. Every time, right? <laughs> On January 6th of this year, 2022, oh Belinda was arrested for assaulting 80, an 80-year-old 80 man named Ivan... M really? Mlasic? We doing so say. good on the names. <laughs> doing so good. I was so proud of her. Molasic. We'll go with that. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And this case is ongoing. <laughs> Stop letting her out. No kidding. Like, maybe you need to keep that dog on a leash, y'all. Yeah. Just saying. Yep. So, some final thoughts. Who do you believe is the bigger psychopath, Mark or Belinda? You know. Yeah, no, I'll throw that in there. The justice <laughs> yeah. system is definitely fucking nuts on this one. They have their own. The, she's definitely a sociopath. Oh, definitely. I think Mark is a kind of a little. Uh, he's he's worse. I think he yeah. would have serial killed totally. Right. Oh yeah. Um, do you believe that Mark was sexually assaulted by his father? I don't know what to believe on that. Yeah, I'm gonna agree. I'm kind of fifty fifty on that. Like maybe it could have been. Yeah. Maybe not. Oh, here's an an obvious one. Was his father? Was their father psychopathic? Sociopathic. Sociopathic. Um. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll go with that, but uh, yeah. he definitely had anger management issues as well. I mean, it tons makes of me them. wonder what happened to him as a child. No, oh, I mean that, yeah. and I that doesn't give you any license to do that to your own children, right? But abuse is something that carries on, it does. And carries on, and carries over yeah. until somebody breaks the cycle. Yes. Yeah, exactly. PTSD, you know. Uh, would Keith have committed murder if he had not formed a deep relationship with Mark and had been in a relationship with Belinda? Probably not. Yeah, I'm going to go with not. Probably not. I don't, I don't think that he would. I think that if he would have found somebody that wasn't Belinda. Yeah. You know, he probably well, would have Well, it's gone. like two sociopaths working on this guy. Oh, Totally. So he, he's being double teamed <laughs> by a brother and sister. I've seen that porn, too. <laughs> I watched way too much. Way too much. <laughs> Holy shit. Do you want to add anything to no, this? No, that's all I got. <laughs> Remember, boys and girls, I'm fabulous. And No, I'm, I'm sorry. Wrong thing. I haven't seen the uh, the dance the dance off yet, so I don't know that. For That's sure. right. I have to do the dance off because I want I, from now on the dance defense for everything that I do. I'm going to do the homosexual dance defense, oh, and I'm it. straight, so <laughs> that ought to be interesting. And I can't dance, so <laughs> I'm probably going to break my neck trying it too. <laughs> All right. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs, uh, you get the full story without half of my bullshit. This show's copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We'll see you guys next week. Remember, stay naked and stay funky. <laughs> You like that one? I yeah. like that, yeah. Bye-bye, <laughs> y'all. Bye. -bye, Bye.